Hi everyone, and welcome to The Sweep, Southwest's exciting, energetic people. NAFAC Southwest's very own podcast coming at you from the beautiful San Diego, California. And we're here talking about what the command is all about. We'll hear stories from various people talking about their experiences around the command, along with entertaining, informative topics. NAFAC Southwest stands for Naval Facilities Engineering Command Southwest, and we plan, build, and maintain sustainable facilities, delivering environmental utilities and other critical base services. I'm Lynn Pence, your host, so let's get started. In our first inaugural episode talking about what the command is all about, I'm here with Executive Officer Captain Jeff Powell and Human Resources Director Elise Magsarelli. How is everybody doing today? Doing great, Lynn. It's great to see you, and, and uh, especially over the last couple of months, we haven't seen much of anybody, and then, so it's <laughs> it's just uh, it's quite a thing to be in the conference room, exactly, uh, with a couple other people. So. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about yourself, XL. <laughs> well, sure. So, uh, I've been here coming up on two years. Uh, I have about twenty five years in the Navy. Uh, I'm from the St. Louis, Missouri area, and grew up in a you know I had a somewhat of a history of naval service from my parents, uh, from my father and my grandfather. And I went to Clemson University in South Carolina. And about my junior year, I decided I'm going to do something a little bit different. And, and what started off, like, it's a pretty familiar story, really, but uh, started off as I'll just do four years, see the world a little bit, and then I'll get out and do something else. And, uh, and here we are 25 years later. So, um, wow. yeah. That's yeah. great. And, uh, but it's, it's been great. And, and this is, you know, as much of a Navy town as this is, this is my first tour in San Diego. So I've been here before on some trips and, and different meetings and things like that, but we've never lived here before. And so we're really enjoying it. It's a, it's a great place to live and, and our, our kids have blossomed here and it's just been a, uh, the tour, the, the command is fantastic. I mean, I, I've heard uh, great things about Southwest all my career and, uh, and it's proved every bit true, so. And your background is engineering? It is, so, so for, for folks that don't know, the, the officers that are here in the command are civil engineer corps officers and you essentially have to have an engineering or architecture degree to be part of this community. So. That's not to say that pilots or folks on ships or whether, you know, officers don't have engineering degrees also, but we're a special community that you have to have an engineering degree uh, or architecture degree. So because of the facilities and the, and the design and, and, and the systems that we deal with. Um, so our career path, though, we, we vary between doing NAFAC tours. So this is really only my, like my fourth NAFAC tour out of about 13 because I do CB stuff and I, I've done stuff in D.C. and I've done other staff staff type things. So, so for the folks that actually don't know what NAFAC is, what, what, what does it stand for? Sure. So Naval Facilities Engineering Command uh, is uh, one of the systems commands of the Navy. So it's got technical authority. It's, it's responsible for a portion of the, the infrastructure of the Navy. So Naval Sea Systems Command is in charge of ships and submarines and things like that. Naval Air Systems Command is going to deal with aviation issues. We are Naval Facilities Engineering Command. So we're a, what the Navy calls a systems command. Okay. Um, to, and, and there's Navy Supply Systems Command, and then also just up the road from us is what used to be called SPA Wars, you know, Space and Warfare Systems Command, now called Naval Information Warfare. So there's there's five com- commands like this in the Navy, uh, and so Naval Facilities Engineering Command has been around for 125 years or so. Uh, before right. that, it was the Bureau of Yards and Docks. Uh, so the Navy oh. used to have bureaus, Bureau of Personnel, Bureau of Medicine. We still kind of have Bureau of Medicine. Right. We had bureaus right. of yards and docks because originally our bases were just places for ships to pull up to. Well, now we have weapon stations, we have air stations, yeah. <laughs> we have communication bases and things it's like that. It's developed over the years, so to sure, speak. Sure, right. <laughs> um, so, so it's one of the, it's one of the, the systems commands that's kind of developed and is, is in charge of, again, the, the range of facility services, construction, design, 
you know, and we talk a little bit about that with our, our new employees to give them a basis of what we do. But essentially, it's what do we have? What do we need facility wise? Right. How do we go get it, whether through a real estate agreement or purchasing or a lease? Or do we build it? Then we maintain it, ultimately dispose of it. Okay. And then kind of all, the cycle kind of starts all over again. So, and I'm glad you actually brought that up yeah. because we also have our <laughs> HR director here um, who kind of like helps the command <laughs> basically supply the the human resources, right? So how are you doing, Elise? Fantastic. Good. Happy to be here. <laughs> That's great. So tell us a little bit about your background as far as being here in uh, NAFAC Southwest. So I've been here uh, with NAFAC Southwest for a little over three years now. Okay. Um, started here in October of 2016, uh, became the HR director here in January of last year. Okay. So been in this position for a little over a year. How long have you known EXO? <laughs> uh, since he started here. So okay. almost two years. Okay, good. He's he's one of my favorite XOs ever. <laughs> right, but so I'm going to do some simple math here. So uh, <laughs> she's been here like three years. We do two-year tours. So I'm like one out of two. What does that mean? <laughs> um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually uh, the marketing coordinator here at NAFAC Southwest, and I work with Elise. Um and I am the newest person here, I would have to say. But it's really great to be here as well. And I'm glad that EXO, you know, kind of uh, told us about NAFAC Southwest. And we have Elise here as well. Um, everyone's working in tandem with each other. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I had not mentioned yet, but obviously uh, we are not ships and submarines. We are mostly people that, are, exactly. that, have, that have intellectual, you know, capital. And, it's, and there's, you know, certainly the engineers and the, the architects and the designers and the, get get the get a lot of the, the press and a lot, I mean that's kind of why we're here. Mm -hmm. But the you know especially as XO and even in my own personal just interest area, the back office functions, who's doing admin, who's doing the hiring, the firing, the discipline, you know who's who's helping with our computer systems, mm -hmm. uh, you know all the all the folks that are are not necessarily you know engineers uh, are, are really the the glue that uh, that keeps this. Uh, and that's what I kind together. of noticed because I never kind of knew to government as well. Uh, I just never knew that it could really function like a business because I always thought that government was more of like military, you know, working for the Navy and whatnot. So I was really surprised and really glad that I was <laughs> brought on board to be here and see that like yeah. well, everything that you just mentioned, like the human capital, basically. Right. So it's, I think it's important for folks to realize, I mean, it's the government is a service industry, right? At some point, it's not going, it's not a profit or loss right. business. It is a service oriented business. Or, or industry or organization, but um, we are coming a long way. I mean, the fact that you're here and that we have a marketing coordinator, the fact that we're doing unique things. I mean, we, you know, at least we, we're not doing personnel things that we did one year ago, right. much less five or 10 years ago. Okay. So I think, you know, one thing that we constantly fight, I think, and, and I know I'm part of this with, with Elise and the team is that um, there's always, it's easy to complain about HR and how long it takes and how stodgy it is and how formulaic it is. It's right. really not what it was five or 10 years ago, it's almost not what even what it was a year ago. I mean, right. the things that we're doing, the way we're attracting talent, the way we're uh, getting people on board. And, and the other end of that is the, frankly, the way we're, we're the speed with which sometimes we discipline and, and fire people is even an improvement. It helps strengthen the team. It helps get, you know, doesn't, doesn't uh, drag the organization down. So I'll, there's been a lot of improvements. And I, I think it's important for folks to recognize that, that, that uh, we, we really have some, some pretty forward leaning folks in, in HR yeah. and, and, and our, total four shop that are doing some amazing things. Uh, that's actually one of the things that I really appreciate about you as a leader, I think is we've really been encouraged to push the limits of risk and innovation 
Right, so that allows us to do some of these new things that other folks out there, other agencies out there, you know, it's unheard of to them, but we're really able to, to push those limits and try new things and, and see if it'll improve the process, if it'll improve right. the environment here. And uh, I've really enjoyed being able to do that. So That's have nice you have. seen improvement if personally, like for the command? I think so. I mean, I, you know, and again, we're, we're in a COVID environment, so we can talk about right. that later, but, but we're always in a competition for talent. And I think, you know, frankly, prior to COVID, the economy was really strong. I think that works against us. I mean, I think, you know, obviously with the, okay. the mm -hmm. cyclic nature of our economy, when it's, when it's stressed or, or the forecast is not quite as bright, a government jobs look pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge is to make government jobs always look exciting. And, and, you know, I think some of the efforts we've made with, I mean, the videos we've made and some of the marketing materials, I mean, this is your world. Right. Hey, this is a fun place to work. I, it doesn't necessarily it is. jump off the page to a 22-year-old <laughs> graduate of an engineering program or a business program if you want to go into contracting. But, hey, you're going to enable a project that's going to let jets fly or let submarines take off or whatever it is. And so that's, I mean, right. that's part of what we do at New Employee Orientation is say, you're part of this team. I'm wearing the uniform. I've been to, you know, war zones and, and contingency and all that, but you're very much a part of the team. Uh, and, and so we want to we want to continue that, that beat that drum of uh, of making this an exciting place to work. That's very relevant. Good. So. so along those lines, so what do you have to for us today, Exit? Like, what's what's the first topic that you kind of want to discuss as far as um, letting us know about what NAFAC Southwest is all about? Well, so one thing that's you know I I think that that I emphasize when we have new employees and and also we've we've seen this just in, in my time. You know, I've been a part of lots of different organizations. Um, I think, frankly, some of the, the civilian employees have been separated from the military. There's been a little bit of a, of a chasm. Uh, one thing I think that, and this is not just at Southwest, although I think we, we do this well, is, uh, is NAFAC as a whole is trying to basically bring the civilians on board as part of the team and, and you know, talk openly about things like the great power competition. And, I, you know, I will try very hard not to make this a political podcast. I mean, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> you know, incite any kind of, uh, you know, emotions in, in folks, but... You know, we do face enemies out there as the United States, and so this is not a, a red or blue or, or left or right issue. This is right. hey, this is the defense of our Constitution and our way of life and our, you know, and all those things. Um, there are bad actors in the world, and so we need a Navy, we need an Army, we need an Air Force. Now, you can have an honest disagreement about how big that budget should be and mm -hmm. what their mission should be and how, you know, their posture and things like that. But the fact is we've had a Navy for 240 years, and we're going to continue to have a, a Navy for, right. for that long. Um, and so one thing I think it's important is – you're part of this organization, whether you are issuing vehicles every day outside or you are trying to hire people or you're a junior civil engineer that's going to design the latest pier for our ships. You have to understand what the Navy is doing and what the Navy is about. Okay. Uh, and, you know, one thing that, you know, folks that, that uh, are, are not that familiar, I mean, San Diego is the, the second largest Navy base in the, in the United States Navy. Um, essentially, the Pacific Fleet, I mean, there's some ships in Hawaii and there's certainly ships in Japan. The bulk, and I can't give you a percentage, 50% of the Pacific fleet is here. Uh, that's, I mean, that's most of the ships in San Diego. A, a fair number of the submarines are at Point Loma. Uh, oh, wow. A lot of the Marine, certainly a, a third or more of the Marine Corps is up the road at Camp Pendleton. We support them. Okay. So this is a, this is a uh, you know, huge area for, for, for military. Right. Is this like the biggest base as far as the West Coast goes? I would say yes. I mean, Naval, okay. Base, Naval base Norfolk is bigger. Uh, naval oh, base on the east. in the east coast, and that's the headquarters of the you know the Atlantic Fleet or you know Fleet Forces Command. Right. Um, but this is a major area, and we're I mean we're touching, and, and the Norfolk area does not have the Marine Corps presence that San Diego does. And right. So with with you know MCAS Miramar, Marine Corps Air Station Miramar, and Camp Pendleton, uh, so it's it's kind of exciting when when I flash the the map up, uh, new employee orientation, talk about all the different bases we support. Um, 
basically every type of the, every, every flavor of warfighter in the Navy is here. SEALs, submarines, ships, planes, mm-hmm. Marines, and then even up the road are Naval informa- Information Warfare Friends. I mean, the cyber type, type folks are here and we support them as well. So, <laughs> so a, we have everybody in town. In this. <laughs> yeah, right. well, even out of town, that's, I think one of my favorite things is being able to travel out, out to the different installations and mm-hmm. see the different missions that we support. And I think that's really important for our employees to be able to understand, you know, that the diversity of mission right. that we have at the different installations uh, and just how important the work that they do is, is you know, to, to supporting that, yeah. that mission. I think for me, at least when I started doing site visits and, and seeing all that, it really made a huge difference for me. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I've, I've had other senior civilians here who have said, Hey, I've worked for the Navy for 20 years. I did not know why or how you deploy or, or how, you know, units deploy or what they do when they go oh. on deployment or what, why we have a Navy that has to be out and about. And so it's, it's kind of surprised me. It's maybe it's something I've been taught the entire time I'm in the Navy is sure we deploy right. and, and we're out there to know defend defend the homeland and, and mm-hmm. secure the peace and, and all those things but to have you know gs 15s and 14 say i never knew that and i'm glad and, and it helps me do my job better and helps me as a better leader it's really been exciting to see the our civilian senior civilian employees that i deal with mostly mm-hmm. at, uh, at the headquarters level really take that on board so good so what separates nafac southwest from all the different agencies or would you say <laughs> so like i said at the earlier this is my first tour in san diego my first tour in fx southwest mm-hmm. um the navy is divided up into nine regions mm-hmm. uh, so it's you know essentially geographically uh, and there's a nafac organization like ours basically with each, with uh, assigned to each region to support them and, and their installations and other te- other you know uh, we support other customers as well I mean, we support other federal agencies doing con- you know construction and engineering right. and facility support for them um my entire time i mean 25 years in the navy Southwest has always been a little bit different, and I don't say that in a negative way. It's been, it's been considered better. It's, it's, uh, it's the fact that it leans forward. So as much as I've talked about the innovations that we've had in the last year or two or three, uh, I think even 15, 20 years ago it was, well, Southwest is doing it this way, and it's working really well. Southwest wow. is, is really good at this, and, and, and it's always had a very strong reputation. And I shared that. I mean, probably my first day here when I introduced myself to the group, I said, hey, I'm excited to be part of this team. Um, there's, that's not taking anything away from NAFEC Southeast or Midland or Washington or, or Far East. They're all great organizations. I've been, I'm blown away by the, by the professionalism and dedication of the NAFEC workforce. Uh, there's something special about Southwest, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. Uh, it might be the fish tacos. Um, <laughs> Definitely the fish tacos. It might be the weather. The weather, you um, know. Can't beat the city, right? <laughs> right, exactly. No, this is a great place to live. But, uh, but it's just, it's, and, and maybe it's the diversity of mission sets and that we, we cover the spectrum. It's the will, you know. It's the it's the California uh, influence that that's a, you know a little bit a little bit different or a little bit forward leaning uh, or progressive. But it's a uh, it's just a great place to work, and it's exciting to see folks really supporting the mission out here. Good, good. That's really good that you actually say that because I know in our materials and with HR, that's exactly what we try to sell and tell people that you know this is a really great place to work. You know, it might not be what you think in your mind, but if you give us a chance, I think we all can blow them away. Absolutely. <laughs> well, the other, the other thing is, and, and I'm not sure if you've, either one of you've had the, t- the chance to tour the new building that's building. Now, this is going to be a little bit, uh, only applies to our headquarters folks. But this fall, you know, assuming everything stays on schedule, we're going to move into the, this new building down at the Broadway complex, just a couple blocks south of here. Um, I've toured it, I think, in December, January. I've seen the plans. I've seen the, the mock-ups. It will easily be the nicest government building that any of us will ever work in. And I don't say that. I mean, and I've been in a lot of buildings, and we 
we frankly, I mean, our building here is fine in, in 1220. It's okay. It's serviceable. It's, it's okay. It needs a little bit of love, but it's, been, <laughs> it's fine as far as government buildings go. That will be an amazing place to work. Uh, and so that's exciting news. Again, does that, <laughs> what does that mean for the folks that work out in our shops and our, and our dispersed public works departments? I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're not necessarily going to enjoy that benefit, but as far as the headquarters element and the, right. the thousand or so people that work out of our, you know, in our command, uh, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a, a, hopefully a, an improvement and, and a good uh, <laughs> boost to morale. Good. Okay. So what else do you have to discuss with us, XO? I know there's a, we got some things we want to discuss and let people know about NAFAC Southwest. Sure. So, you know, a couple things that's, that's just interesting is you, is I, one thing I share with, um, with the folks that, that come through new employee orientation is, is just to, we hear a lot of numbers, certainly not to keep this talking about COVID, but you know, we hear a lot of numbers that are thrown out there about money and, and things like that. Right. You know, the Navy is a, or the Department of Defense is a 700 or so billion dollar organization. So I ask people, how big is the DOD budget? $700 billion. And the Navy's about a third of that. It's $200 billion. Okay. Uh, and generally speaking, the NAFAC portfolio is about 15 to 20 billion of that. Okay. So that's, that's, that's payroll, that's plant value, that's the value of the contracts and the money that kind of passes through us. That's just a rough, mm-hmm. rough or, or, uh, order of magnitude. So NAFAC Southwest is about a three, three billion of that. So right. just for rough, you know, and every year there's $200 billion in Navy, three billion of that is kind of flowing through NAFAC Southwest. So that's just, that's actually pretty big and that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, and what's really amazing is, is uh, to me, and I tell folks this, because we, we have all kinds of folks in new employer orientation. We have brand new GS-15s, we have brand new apprentices that are gonna come in and be, you know, learn how to be a plumber, learn how to be an electrician. Mm-hmm. Um, you think with $3 billion and all the money that we get, we'd be able to get everything done that we need to, and we can't. I mean, I don't know if, if like Elise and her folks have ever done a study, but we probably need 5,000 people, 6,000 people to do all the work that we have to do. And we probably need twice the money. Oh, definitely. And so, so <laughs> it's funny that for me to, to, to talk to folks in there and their eyes get very big and like, wow, $3 billion. And we have, right. you're, guess what? You're still going to tell a customer no. They're still going to want you to paint one more wall and you're going to say, ah, it's not my, not, not my schedule and I got to go or we, we can't afford it or I can't fix this. I know it's broken. I can't fix it. And that's heartbreaking to me. I mean, there's, you know, everybody, yeah. we, we want to support our, our bases. We want to support our warfighters. Um, there's just not enough money to go around. So we, so part of the, Interesting. So, so not necessarily, NAFAC is a service provider when we essentially do what we're told. I mean, we, we have technical opinions and we have technical guidance that we give, but essentially we're doing what other people pay us to do. And so, um, for every you know one dollar we're supposed to have, we really only get like sixty cents. So that's another thing that a lot of people don't realize is well, why don't I don't know if people like to complain about NAFAC and why my lights don't work or my door doesn't open or whatever. <laughs> I got it, and we will fix the things that really have to be fixed. But Navy wide, they've made a decision to we're only resourcing our facility improvements and, and maintenance at about sixty percent of what it what it really takes to get it done. So we have to make we have to make tough trade offs. That's hard. Right. It's hard. So our folks, I mean, I'm really impressed with our our personnel that want to do the right thing. They want to go the extra mile. They want to take care of you know these sailors that are hey, well, I really want, need this done. Sometimes it's not possible, and so that's a it's a hard part of the job. But right. um, but it's but I I think it's important that I we frame how much money we're talking about mm-hmm. in our command as far as just to get an idea of where we fit into the bigger picture of of DOD. Okay. Um, I think I mentioned so we're we're um, twenty three thousand people in NAFAC, and we're about. At least you can help me out. Thirty-four hundred, thirty-five hundred people of that. Close to thirty-four hundred right now. Yeah. So I think specifically about, in South Southwest. Mm-hmm. Right, and of course, you know the other thing that's the, the hard for our folks is it's not just about San Diego. 
it might be mostly about San Diego. That's certainly where the bigger bases are or the, or the you know, the preponderance of people. But there's a lot of things going on at Lemoore. There's, my goodness, right. a lot of things going on at China Lake, Fallon, Yuma, El Centro. I mean, we have bases in Monterey. I don't, I don't want to miss any of them. Ventura. Yeah. Ventura, <laughs> Seal Beach. El Centro. El Centro, Centro. mentioned that, yeah. And then all of our Marine Corps bases. I know, you know, we don't want to, we don't limit the hate <laughs> mail we're many. getting here. Right. No. <laughs> you can actually see on our website at nafac.navy.mil forward slash SW careers, all the region areas that we service and also the hot positions that we are looking for at the moment. So, <laughs> right. so, so those bases are important. I mean, you know, essentially every joint strike fighter on the West coast in the Navy is at Lemoore. I mean, there's 15 or 18 squadrons up there of 10 planes each, and those are $200 million each, and they all need hangars and facilities and utilities. And, and so uh, that's, that's a hugely important base. You know, same thing for Yuma on the, on the Marine Corps side. That's where all the F-18s are. There's some up at Miramar. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's not just San Diego. So, just- so we talk a lot about <laughs> San Diego. When we, I, I fear we can get too San Diego-focused or centric, but, but we should not. We need to make sure we're looking across the entire region. Right. And, uh, and some would argue even more so over, over – over the horizon at those bases because they you know, sometimes struggle with vacancy rates or or they don't have all the ability to backfill and and, and uh, support uh, when tough problems come up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I, some of our you know over the horizon locations, they are historically uh, difficult for us to to fill positions out there. Um, I think some of that is just by nature of where they're located. You know, some right. some of them are a little bit out of the way. Um, you know, China Lake is probably three hours from from the nearest you know large metropolitan area. Uh, Lemoore is is you know pretty di- far distance from from Fresno. Um, but that I think the important thing is to stress you know the mission that that they do out there is just as important uh, as as the one done right down here in in San Diego. So no matter which location it is in mm-hmm. our area of responsibility. The, the mission is equally important. So we need people everywhere, everywhere. To, to help support that. It's it's just as critical no matter which site you're going to, exactly. to, to get folks in to support that. Good. Absolutely. That's good. So one thing it's, it's interesting as I think about the last couple of months and we, and certainly with the commanding officer and I uh, and Kathy Stewart, who's our senior civilian, has talked a lot about, I mean, it's it's important, you know, day-to-day we can get, we can get consumed by the tactical and the day-to-day decisions that we have to make about different meetings and people and things like that but we're trying to take a step back and say what is our command how has our command responded to COVID how has this changed right. one thing that I, I will tell you that I've noticed compared to other places I've been uh, the spirit at NAFAC Southwest is, is is really fun and it's really it's it's communal uh, there's just a tremendous amount of fellowship and, and you name it I mean I don't think a month goes by this is prior to COVID where we didn't have some kind of special event and it's usually in this room actually and we'd have yeah that's uh, good we'd have pie day <laughs> or we'd have a Super Bowl thing or we'd have chili cook-off or you know, we'd have everybody get dressed up for Halloween. I mean, Halloween's a big deal here. My goodness, that's not. I a, can't wait. That's a, it's a big yeah, deal. He's not joking. Deal. It's a big deal. And, but it's fun, and even if you don't, it's I mean, I, I personally, I could take or leave Halloween, honestly. But it's but <laughs> but to watch the the folks come alive and decorate their spaces, put on the costume shows, and uh, I, to take two hours out of some random Thursday and, and for me to judge and have it's just a it's just a lot of fun. I mean, coming from the outside perspective, even before I joined government. Exactly what you just mentioned was what we would do. That was just part of the culture. So going into this, I I, I didn't think it was going to ever be like that. But, you know, I've only been here about a a few months, a couple months. And then when I hear the stories, it's it's just like, you know, uh, private sector. So, you know, that was that was like 
really an eye opener for me. And I was just like, I can't wait. I can't wait to be here for the long run. <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, just continue to support and make everything better and just, you know, get it up there. So everyone that's listening out there that's not a government employee, it's it's not what you think. This yeah, is an amazing. We have a lot of fun. You heard it here first. Absolutely. No, and it, except it seems like it's every, it might even be more than once a month. We just, we have something to look forward to. We're planning on something. Uh you know, this is a big organization, so people are coming and going all the time. So we have farewells and, and different things. Even in this room, uh, we'll get together, and, and the people that either cook or go get some catered food, and we <laughs> lay it out, and we spend a couple hours, and just uh, I think about some great conversations I've had, meeting people I wouldn't great. normally meet. I mean, yeah. there's a couple hundred people that work in this building or in our compound. I don't get out of my office much. I don't get to interact with a lot of folks, but I get to sit there and, and really get to know folks on your staff or whatever, and I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, I shared before, I know almost all the people in HR by name, have a have a somewhat of a relationship with them. Have a jo- maybe a joke that that I know about them, and and it's uh, it's one. It's I do like to walk around and get to know folks, but it's it's been the the fellowship and the camaraderie at Southwest. It's really made a difference. I've I've personally missed that the last couple of months that we haven't been able to see folks. I mean, it's fun just to pass people in the hallway, but to not have. A, I mean, I'm not sure what events we've missed. I guess we missed Pi Day or no. There was something canceled. Yeah, we had Pi Day right before. Right before we we shut everything down. Yeah, we've missed a couple of MWR fundraisers. Fundraisers, that's um, right. Things like that. Um, But it's it's really because I know a lot of the like a lot of the sites too have have events like that. I know um, uh, there's a group out at Coronado. They do you know (laughs) regular barbecues and team building events. Um, When we did a site visit up at Monterey, they were having a, a lunch event with their group. Um, so it's, you just kind of think of in a time like this, right? You think about that. And right. a lot of our staff are reaching out and you know, I really miss my work family. Mm-hmm. So I, I think sometimes <laughs> you, you know, you don't realize until you, till you miss it, how, how much, how much you value it. Exactly. Um, so agree. that's definitely something, I don't know if that's totally unique to us, but I, I know that, you know, the community here at, at Southwest, they're, they're very good at that camaraderie and team building and and so it's it's very telling now for people to say i, I actually miss being at work <laughs> i would agree i've heard that too <laughs> and and that's it may sound odd but it's it's comforting to me to know that we've fostered that kind of environment where people are actually saying i, I miss being at work imagine just starting and then all of a sudden it's just gone oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i mean i was like i felt like yeah okay i'm getting in with the team and then all of a sudden it's like we're all teleworking. I don't see anybody anymore. <laughs> I know. So I definitely can agree with that. Like I miss it. I miss. I. It's like I almost feel like I'm forgetting what people look like. In a sense, right. I tell some of the HR staff that. That is a concern of mine. And in fact, actually, the, the CEO and I were talking about that uh, this morning or, or yesterday. Is that the last couple of months the folks that we brought on board? And I know we've we have virtually onboarded them. Mm-hmm. We've sort of welcome aboard. Here's your ID card, and I That's guess somebody right. will call you. I mean, it's it's been a little bit a little bit unusual and unfortunate and that we want to make sure we, we get those folks back, you know, up to speed and, and, and uh, integrated into our, our command as, as best we can. It's, okay. it's a tough time to join. And, and same thing, we have, we have, you know, junior officers that show up out of our initial schoolings. This is not a great time to join the Navy. I mean, my, I mean, <laughs> yeah. my, even my own yeoman who's here, I mean, she's, she's uh, 18 years old, just turned 19. She's, you know, straight first job in the Navy and you're going to need to stay home a couple of days a week and just, be in the barracks and it's, it's been tough. It's not an ideal, not an ideal situation at all, but we're making the best of it. Um, but you're right, Elisa, as I've, I've prior to COVID, I traveled quite a bit for an XO. Frankly, I got to see a lot of our sites and uh, I was impressed. They, they have neat little traditions. They have, they have a great spirit at all the different bases and I've really enjoyed getting to know those folks. 
Um, one thing that's kind of neat about here that I, I didn't realize, I guess, till I got here was we at, at the at the headquarters of NAFAC Southwest are not on a base. I mean, technically, we're on Navy property or, or whatever. It's a Navy <laughs> building. But the fact is, we're in downtown San Diego. We are. And, and as I share with them at, uh, at New Employer Orientation, because I'm usually, or I was right before lunch, is uh, here's all the neat places you can walk and within three blocks of here. I mean, you can get tacos on the on the water <laughs> and you can go for, you know, dinner with, or lunch with a view. And, and there's, there's there's no end to the place you can walk within four or five blocks of here. And uh, it's really kind of neat. Every time I drive downtown and I see it's a, I mean, San Diego is a very pretty skyline. It's a neat, it it's, a, it's a nice downtown area. And I thought, wow, I get to work down here. And it's just still, <laughs> so every once in a while, it still gets me even, you know, at night or and even when I'm leaving in the evening or something, it's like, it's a pretty neat place to work just from a location. The location wise so, can't beat that. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so the funny thing is there's probably a few installations in our AOR that I'd, I'd be okay working at, you know, uh, Ventura. Ventura. I, I actually, I really oh, like yeah. the location over at Ventura, um, Monterey, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's well, mainly by the coast, mm -hmm. right? Up oh, the sure. coast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but even, even our, our installations that are not by the coast, it's, it's surprising, you know, the, the quality of, of the area, everything ar around it, yes. um, like up at Travis, even though it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, there's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's still a nice area. And even at Lemoore, you know, being, right. you know, a lot of folks think it's out in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing <laughs> around but cows, you know, but uh, it's actually a really nice area. Right. Um, Senior Chief and I went there last year and had a couple of nice meals, found this really neat ice cream shop that was, I mean, bursting at the seams that people were like waiting in line to get into mm -hmm. and just had kind of a Mayberry feel to it and, and it was nice. It was like, yeah, I could, I could, uh, I could live here for a couple of years. And, and I say the same thing about China Lake and Ridgecrest. That is, that is, uh, up there kind of North of or sort of between death Valley and, and Yosemite and the air is clean and you can see the mountains everywhere. And it's a, it's a nice base. There's a nice spirit yeah. in the town. Nice. It's basically the town is there for the base and vice versa. And it's a, that's a great place to, to live and work as well. And certainly a, a mission I didn't know much about prior to the earthquakes. And now we, you know, we all know a little bit more about some of the important work that goes on up there. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, that's, I know we're, we have a huge campaign to hire people for, to exactly. come help with the, the rebuilding at China Lake. Uh, that, that actually is the largest Navy base in the world by land area. It's China Lake. China Lake is, I mean, if you just take all the ranges and their land, it's like as big as Rhode Island. Um, oh, wow. I mean, the number of buildings is not, you know, the, the populated area, so to right. speak, is not all that big, but land area, that I think is the biggest Navy base in the world. Uh, as far as land, land area and size, uh, and there's some, you know, they they got to be remote to do some of the things that they're doing up there, but they're they're testing things that go boom and go fast <laughs> and go loud. So, um, and we and they very much rely on us to to, especially now to to rebuild and get them back up to speed. So support the effort. Absolutely. So there's great opportunities up there as well. It was really neat. Um, I did a, a visit out there. Um, I think it's a couple of years ago now. Um, to actually do some training for for the workforce there, and you know it was early in the morning and was trying to like liven them up a little bit. So I was kind of like you know roaming around the room and how's everybody doing, um, you know. And I kind of just to wake them up, I was like I was like tell me what you do, and and I was kind of hoping for a specific answer. And the, pretty much the whole room, uh, and it's jam packed. There's people like lining wow. lining the walls. The whole room just like almost screams back at me. Support the warfighter. I was like I did not expect that, but it just shows how tied they are to the mission that they have there. And so the I kind of like, I went through the rest of the day in that training with like a whole new perspective on, on how I was interacting with these guys. They wow. knew what their purpose was. They knew what they were doing there. And if you talk to anyone who's lived in Ridgecrest for, for a long time, mm -hmm. they don't ever want to leave. You yep. know, some of the folks <laughs> that you talk to up there, Hey, what's, what's there to do around here? Well, we got a bowling alley. We got a movie theater. 
but you, you know, and it, and it seems like a really small town, but they love it. They right. love it. I've noticed that too. They, they're like, I would not want to raise my family anywhere else but here. Mm-hmm. I love this community. I can hike. I can fish. You know, I can do whatever I want. Um, so they, they're really tied to the area. They love it there. So that's what I really find interesting is, you know, with different experiences and, and different life experiences, you know, people have different perspectives on where you want to work, work and where you want to live. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to see that in all the different locations that those folks are really tied to the mission they support and the area that they live in. It's really nice to see. Yeah, very well said. I would agree. It's a great observation. Great observation, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have anything else, EXO, on uh, just the last few moments that we have here? You mean we can't take calls from anybody? I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think we can call G. I think. <laughs> she can fire some questions for you. <laughs> it's funny. It's I'm I'm happy to, to be doing this. You know, I I've been listening to podcasts now for I mean they've been around for eight years or ten years. I've been listening almost that whole time. So I, I'm a yep. I'm a I'm a big subscriber, and I it's kind of on my on my runs or on my commute. I'm I'm uh, I'm always listening to podcasts. It so actually great, really great. picked up oh, in the last couple of years. A lot of companies have used it as a way to communicate with people and. People just love it. <laughs> like agree. anybody can really do this. You have just like a microphone, something, and you know you have a story to tell, a topic to talk about, and people really want to listen. And I don't know which which update it was for for Apple or iOS, but uh, but when they started letting you like uh, play it at, at one and a half or two times speed, oh right, I'm yeah, so much more productive now. I just you know <laughs> I can't be in the, speed, yes. I can't be in the car with my wife though. She's like, how you can't understand what they're saying. I'm like I can, <laughs> I can, I can. I'm getting like every third word, but it's you know. I'm getting through more podcasts. Is that, that like way. speed so, reading? It's essentially. I know, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so I've noticed if you now if I've played some on, on regular speed and it's just it's too slow. It's too slow. I just need people to yeah. But um, no, so I'm I'm uh it's it's been it's been wonderful. I'm I'm you know sad to say I'm at the the tail end of my tour here and we're we're moving this summer. But uh, I will. This has been a just a highlight to to live and work and and San Diego and and at this command it's been it's been wonderful so i hope uh i hope it uh, get back to normal somewhat so i can get around and say goodbye to some folks before i leave but this is really a, a special place to work and and just the, the military and, and it's really the civilians because they're the continuity here but it's been, it's been a fantastic it's a, it remains a fantastic organization that's really good to hear i'm glad you said that um elise you have any less no i just want to <laughs> say you know since he is towards the end of his tour i i do want to say you know i i appreciated your your leadership definitely um, you've really made a difference here in terms of changing our perspective on the people and, and how just important those people are to the mission that, that we support as a command. I think in a lot of ways, we've had to really um, demonstrate to our people how important they are. And so your support for things like expanding telework and um, expanding our work schedule flexibilities, uh, engaging with our union officials so that we really understand the needs of our frontline workforce. All of that has been really vital to, to improving the, the work environment and the culture for, for our employees. So I'm appreciative to you uh, of that, and, and I hope that we can continue that in the future too. Thanks, Elise, that really means a lot. I appreciate you saying that. And I, it has been my focus and kind of my passion, so. Well, best of luck to you, XO. Excellent. (laughs) So again, thanks for listening to another episode of The Sweep. If you want to know more about NAFAC Southwest, check out our website at nafac.navy.mil forward slash SWCareers. We have a lot of exciting new opportunities to join the team and learn about all the great things we do to help our facilities. 
Join us again soon for another episode, and we'll see you on the next one.